The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to the Sisters Grimm podcast. It's your girl, Holly. And your girl, Morgan. And we are, again, recording remotely, meaning we are not together, so we are difficultly trying to do this through Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I don't not think either, easy. Either of our internet connections are not um, great right now. Well, I thought mine was until now. <laughs> Right. You're also up in the attic. So this episode is going to be about the Fear Street trilogy that just premiered on Netflix. But I did have a couple shout outs I wanted to give at the top of the episode. Okay, do it. So I have been getting really into some horror creators on YouTube. Specifically, there's this guy. His name is Zach Candy. And for all of our huge Scream fans out there, and for those who listen to our Scream episode, he does this really cool breakdown of all of the movies and basically breaks down which killer is doing which kill at what time and, like, all of the reasons why. And it's so interesting. And he also does, like, a breakdown for every... Well, he's only done the first two so far. But he does a breakdown of every single horror movie reference in the Scream movies and, like, really explains them. And it's just super interesting. I love that. Yeah. And then additionally, I've been really obsessed with this girl who is possessed by horror on... Uh, on YouTube also, and she does these really funny, like, kind of, like, ranking videos, so she'll do one for, like, horror movie tropes, horror movie killers, saw traps, like, she she broke down every saw trap and, like, ranked it in a certain way from, like, kill me, there's no way I could solve this, to, like, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> okay, so I just thought of a great porn, maybe, version, or, like, or something maybe they could do. I don't know. They're, like, expanding on the Saw universe so much. So what you just said, right. when you said, when you said, what, Saw traps? What if they were, like, thirst traps? So, like, to get out of them, you have to, like, be sexy. Send a picture. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to, like, show your glow up. You must post a butthole photo to the internet and tag your grandma. Oh my god, that's dark. <laughs> you know, listen to our Saw episode because it's so fucking funny, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty um, good. And there's a new one out now, and I haven't seen it yet. Oops. I haven't either, but I've heard not great things, which makes me sad because I love Darren Lynn Bowsman. He's who directed the third, or the second, third, and fourth movies. And so I was kind of sad to hear that it was not better, but... I've heard it's kind of, like, nostalgically good. It's just, like, the actual, like, storytelling is not the best. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do great on Rotten Tomatoes. And lately, I have been not letting Rotten Tomatoes dictate what movies I watch, horror movies specifically. Yeah. And um, it's not working out so well <laughs> for me. <laughs> I watched... Well, I don't, like, don't want to get up on, like, my, like... Rotten Tomatoes, like, high horse Beef. or anything, but I do know that a lot of it has to do with, you know, paying uh, movie reviewers money to review your mo- your movie well, and that's why certain movies get really high ratings and why other ones don't as much, and so it's a little bit of a political agenda, so I'm not totally that 
caring of a toy. I I think that that I think it's both. I think like it's like obviously Get Out is like a really fucking good movie, so that's why it has it. Like other horror movies, you know, that are have like really high rankings, you know. But well, and like old movies too, like with like old movies that weren't. I don't know how long Rotten Tomatoes has been out, but, like, you know, I, I doubt it was out when Scream came out, so, like, I would guess that Scream's rating is a little more realistic, whereas, like, brand new movies maybe don't trust the, the review right away. Right. Um, yeah, you are right, because what year did, uh, what year did Scream come out? 96? Yeah, 96. Um, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes was launched in August of 1998, so it is almost their, so it's like their birthday. But, yeah, no, I think you are right, because there are some movies on there that, like, have a 100%, and they have, like, three reviews, and I'm like, um, what? But this movie I watched last night, and anyone who has Shudder, there's a movie called Confessional, and it is so, so bad. And Oh, I was right. Down to like maybe watch, but if it's bad, I'm just no, like, no, no, not no, 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 no. It did horribly on Rotten Tomatoes, and rightfully so. It was <laughs> so bad. It was next level bad, and like also everyone in it um, had been on the TV show Dexter at some point. Like the main girl was, um, you remember Trinity Killer's daughter? Mm-hmm. She was in it. No. Too long. They're redoing Dexter now too, and he's there, which means he didn't die. I don't know. I think we're getting a little too off topic now. I know he didn't die. He went away and became a lumberjack. But I digress. <laughs> I never saw it. Any hoozles. It was bad. So let's get these Fear Street movies. Yeah, let's start out with Fear Street, nineteen ninety four, part one. Talk about about the entirety of the of the series and the books and all of this stuff before we actually get into the movies themselves. So wait, you want so, to talk about the books first? The books? What's up with all these books? I just, a little blurb. Um, so Fear Street is a horror fiction series from writer R.L. Stein, who we probably know a little bit better from the Goosebump books because those kind of took off a little bit more. Goosebumps is the more, like, kids-friendly version of these books, and Fear Street is more for, like, teens and young adults. It's like Nickelodeon and then The CW. Period. Except, and this is also going off on a complete tangent, but, like, I'm going to do it anyways. I found out some really fucked up shit about, who is that guy, Maria? Who is the guy from Good Burger? You knew his name, I didn't. Kel? Oh, shit. Yeah, Morg, my phone is too hot. My phone is too hot, Morgan. My phone is going to turn off. Fuck. God damn it. Well, that was a fucking nightmare. Little clusterfuck. Morgan stopped to ask for Maria a question. It was so hot, my phone phone died that was like a week ago that we tried doing that now hello we're from the future (laughs) now it's friday the 13th baby or we're recording this on friday the 13th let's try to put it out on saturday the 14th i mean i'm gonna try to put it out tonight on friday the 13th i love that holly yeah i mean we got what four hours left until that (laughs) yeah should i jump back just right into what i was talking about in fear street well 
Um, hold on. I feel like there was something I wanted to say about the books. Also. Um, sorry. <laughs> so well, you guys might hear... I have stuff to say, so can I just say mine while you look? Right, but I was just going to uh, give a warning to the listeners that there are cicadas outside, and also it is Riverfest in Ottawa, and so there might be some music. I heard someone doing a cover of um, Four Non Blondes' um, What's Up song, and um, yeah, so that might pick up a little bit, but yeah. Uh, Continue, Morgan, with your knowledge on the two streets. I'll just pipe so, in when well, I have something. I think all I really said was <clears throat> the Fear Street books are kind of the more rock and roll version of the Goosebump books. Yep. And uh, Fear Street did come out first because the first Fear Street book came out in 89, but the first Goosebumps book did not come out until 92. And so while there have been over 200 Goosebumps books written, there were only 17 Fear Street books written in total. No, there's way more Fear Street. There's just a bunch of... They just have spin-offs. Oh, really? Well, I guess there's only 17, like, original. That's what I was reading. Well, that was, like, the first one. But there's so many Fear Street spin-offs, and that's, like, where they got... um, Goosebumps from? Yeah, well, that's where they got the Fear family from. So, the Fear Street saga is what introduces the Fear family and how they're cursed... But in the books, it has nothing to do with a witch. Um, and there's no witches at all, actually, in any of the Fear Street books. Um, I think there might be one where they think someone's a witch, but they're not. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, the books are literally, they're book versions of, they're like slashers. They're just slasher books. They're great. And, honestly, and they're not they, the best, but they're... They were kind of ahead of their time, I feel like. I mean, look, I read a lot of them. They were horny. They were on, for whatever reason, my fifth grade teacher thought it was cool to keep them in the class. And I was like, Love she must her. not know. Thank you, Mrs. Cooper. Cooper? We love yeah. Cooper. Um, so, interesting about the Fear Street. Um... So, there's actually, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Okay, so I was wrong about the, the what I said. Anyways. Like, the original, if you want to be, like, a purist. <laughs> yeah, you're being a purist about this, which we always are. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, so, with the development of Fear Street, it was um, developed at 20th Century Fox in 2015. It actually intended to be released through three movies across three months. So, essentially, a very accelerated version of what they did with, like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, how those came out every year yeah you know like a lot of books or a lot of movies did but um so 20th fox were or merged with disney and so when that happened they didn't want to make like these r-rated like slasher films and so they then kind of like it was up in limbo until the pandemic happened and then netflix kind of swooped in and bought the rights and Honestly, I think it was such a better idea. I think so, too. So, wait, hold up. The Oh, the people who didn't want it said that they didn't want to do slasher. Yeah, they basically didn't think, like, you know, horny teens and, like, murder, like, intense murder was very, like, Disney-friendly. I mean, 
they the only difference is they choose to kill their people in different ways like having scar throw mufasa off of a cliff mufasa 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 anyways um it's kind of ironic to me that it wasn't originally made for netflix because when i saw that sadie sink and maya hawk were both in it i figured it was a very netflixy kind of like family vibe situation you know yeah, no, 100%. I thought that, too. And I also thought that, um, I thought, why else did I think that? Oh, because it seems kind of, it seems like a Netflixy t- type of thing to do to, like, to release the movies the way they did. Yeah. And I, when I was reading about stuff, it kind of seemed like some people were confused as to whether or not these were movies or if it was, like, a miniseries. Oh, definitely movies. But it's definitely, like, um, a film franchise, and I just don't think that, uh, as a society, we are used to sequels coming out so quickly. (laughs) It's very, it's very, um, I mean, like, honestly, I I can't think of any movies that are doing exactly that, like, any franchise or anything like that. No, they usually wait a bunch of time because of box office stuff, and also, I mean, the way that they release them for Netflix... We, you couldn't do that the same way because the first movie would still be in theaters. So right. so it works also, out really well. Also something that I found out and thought was really interesting since it does <clears throat> have kind of those like those Stranger Things vibes with like the super nostalgic feel. It's funny because Lee <clears throat> Janak, the woman who created all of these movies is married to Stranger Things co-director co-creator Ross Duffer fuck off she's related to one of the Duffer brothers she is wow good for her getting in on that family so so I thought it would be fun if we went through them in the way in which they came out but then at the end we both do an individual ranking of the three movies Hell yeah. Sure, Morg, let's do that. Why wouldn't we go through them chronologically in, <laughs> in the order in which they came out, opposed to the the years in which they take place, which wouldn't make sense. So we'll start with 1994. 1994. So um, I loved the like beginning homage um, to Scream. Yeah, and I loved how in the store, like all of the books were written by Robert Lawrence, which is what rl stands for in rl stein well there were also a lot of um what was i going to say there was also a lot of um our uh fear street books and then there was also a joseph heller the guy who wrote catch 22 there was like one of his books that i just kept seeing over and over again um um, but yeah, I was definitely getting scream vibes with the opener and like even just like because obviously the calling, all of that, but also Maya Hawk probably being one of the better known actresses in the movie being murdered right away is very reminiscent of Drew Barrymore in Scream. Or not even like well known, but just a character well, not that you... Netflix. Well, I mean, but I not as she's not as big as what I mean. I mean, well, she's obviously no Drew Barrymore. No, but, but I think it's it someone is. that you would typically imagine would be in this movie for the whole thing to get killed first. Well, and because I think they knew their audience really well in knowing that people that like Stranger Things are probably also going to 
really like this and watch this, you know? Well, they must have really thought that, cause, and we'll, but we'll talk about that in the third one. But, so, like, in the beginning, but so we can talk about it again more in the third one, I guess. But when I was watching this movie, so she's there at nighttime, and it's closing, and her, like, friend is there. He brings her in Orange Julius. He has a blow-up doll. <laughs> he clearly works at, like, a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> yeah, 100% Spencer's Gifts. But the whole mall is lit like a Spencer's Gifts in that when all of the light mall lights turn off, it looks like a fucking raver. Like, all of the lights are, like, black light, like neon lights. And as someone who has worked in two different malls that's that's not ever the no, case. No, <laughs> I've worked in a mall too, Morgan, and that you are correct. That is not what it looks like at all. No. Um, but it was vibey as fuck. Yeah, no, totally. Um so this one has, you know, like a little group of friends dealing with shit. Like how much how much do we want to get into these movies in terms of like Well, so I beat guess we by can beat? give a- I feel like anyone who's going to listen to this has probably watched them, and if you haven't, this podcast is really not going to mean very much to you. <laughs> I well, will. I think maybe we can like go about it with like pointing out the things that we really liked and maybe the things that we didn't so much like. Okay, yeah, let's talk about things that like that that like stuck out to us because there's one so, that that's really stuck in my craw. <laughs> Okay, well, I just, I loved the part, and I don't feel like, because I've watched a ton of videos of people reviewing these movies and whatever, talking about them, and no one has really spotted, or maybe they have, but I just really like the part when they are, like, inside and, like, you know, one of them's babysitting across the street, and then, like, they're having a phone call. It's oh, very, it was like, so Halloween. Very Halloween. It was exactly Halloween. Them. It reminded yeah. me exactly uh, of Halloween, honestly. Um... um so that's and the skull face guy in those is actually a character from a Sphere Street book. Oh yeah, I think you're. That sounds. That sounds right. Um, yeah. So my what some my question is, uh, where are the parents in these fucking movies? You never see D- Dina and Josh's yeah. dad. They say he's and a loser alcoholic, but it seems like he has a job because he's never there. Well, yeah, he's talked about enough that I feel like we should have gotten at least like a minute scene of him, anything, like... Do you think they casted because, someone as him and then his uh, shit got cut? Or do you think that they didn't even bother? Honestly, not sure, because I don't know. But it kind of feels like maybe that got cut out. Because I do think it, like, even, like, just in that first morning scene when, like, the two of them talking, like, if the dad just, like, came in and said something, like, like at least really like, anything. a little bit more. Like, they said he's, like, is he just at the bar 24-7? Also, so there's right. that, that girl, Sam. You see her mom for, like, a hot second. But then, like, when they go back to the hospital, her mother is, like, nowhere to be found. The, like, only adults uh-huh. are, like, a couple cops who are very easily duped. Because children yeah. children are stealing um, uh, vehicles, like, police vehicles and ambulances so easily in this movie and it's totally fine. They can just, like, park anywhere. And no one's like, hey, why do you guys have that uh, cop car? But, right. yeah, so that was... Um... Oh, and then um, the lady... Oh, another Netflixer. Um, I can't I can't think of her uh, name in real life. But she plays in Ozark. And she was, like, nurse... Yeah! The nurse. I can't think of either. But, yeah, the woman from Ozark, she's in it. Yes. And then she is also in part two, which we'll get to. But, um... 
I think what everyone is walking away from part one really talking about is the fucking bread slicing scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like... A.K.A. head slicing scene. L-O-L-O-L skull. But also, like, it was just... I will say, like, it's creative to see the, like, having her OD on pills and then, like, they have to bring her back to life. That I thought was really creative and interesting. Okay. I have a lot to say about that scene, actually. Okay. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that would really work, but, yeah, what do you have to say? So, that scene... So this is like the very end of the movie. They basically realize like they need to kill Sam for like a second and bring her back to life eventually. And so she starts taking pills. They're in a grocery store. She starts dry swallowing these pills where there have to be so many beverages around them. Why do people do that in fucking movies? Why are we always dry swallowing pills in movies? People, it's not realistic. It's more gross, and she would be barfing, yo, because, like, those pills would be, like, literally. But- well, and, I mean, maybe not so much in Sam's case, and, like, maybe this is just, like, a little too whatever, but I feel like if you're using pills to kill yourself, you're trying to go out in a very easy, peaceful way. I don't think you're dry swallowing them so that your last couple whatevers is literally just choking in your esophagus. Depending on the pills, well, I don't know. But, so, then they completely uh abandoned that idea and then they decide to drown Drown her her. yeah dina drowns her and then they so the my favorite part is probably the epipen stuff because they just take like five epipens and just jab her in the chest and even so so i maybe it's supposed to be like uh fucking pulp fiction yeah, I was getting that vibe. But, um, I mean, it is obviously a movie, and this movie obviously has some magical realism aspects, but in any case of, you cannot puncture a heart, because a hole in your heart, yeah. bad. Always bad. Also, EpiPen needles are maybe not even an inch, so they wouldn't have even reached anything. So, the fact that she okay. finally just starts fucking pounding on her chest doing CPR, that was fine. All of the pills and all that other shit. Also, there was a scene where, like, um, so Sam and Dina are, like, dating, and they have, like, a little cute moment, because everyone thinks they're, like, gonna die, so they have a moment, and then Dina's brother and the girl whose head gets, like, fucked up in the bread machine, they have, like, a cute little moment, and then Simon, this other dude, is just in the bathroom jerking off. Yeah, I mean, because he's like, because when they're all back together, he's like, wait, did everybody get some or like, did everybody go to pound town? <laughs> <Right>. Me too. <laughs> I, it was again, I will give it originality, creativity. I yeah, it, one of the only horror movies I know where someone took a break to jerk off uh, and let everyone know about it. Yeah. So should we move on to part two? I mean, do we talk about the fact that there was music in the movie take, that took place in 1994 that didn't come out in 1994? I mean, we could if we want to be like every other person who's talked about these movies. <laughs> oh, they do that? Well, then I don't fucking want to be well, them. Well, I just think it's like, listen, it's supposed to be nostalgic of the 90s in general, and so I think going a little outside of the parameters is fine, because then when we get to 78, 
they do obviously a huge homage to Friday the 13th movies, which technically came out in 1980. However, any holiday, like, like kind of horror movie is pulling inspiration from Halloween, which came out in 1978. Oh, fuck yeah. So I feel like, you know, can we all just fucking chill and enjoy what it was made to be and stop like nitpicking things so I'm much? just saying, I'm just saying. No, I'm I know. Saying. I guess that's literally what every person has to comment about it. And it's well, like, okay, but have they, has it, okay. Uh, tell me this. Has anyone mentioned anything regarding the fact that they would have 100% have to have known that those songs came out after 1994 because they were the ones that had to buy the rights to use the song in the movie in the first place? Well, yeah. (laughs) They talk about that? Oh, no. Well, then, ha, I did have an original thought. Okay. So So should we get on to (laughs) 78? I mean, I feel like we didn't really... I mean, so the first one is basically like a, it's a slasher film, but, but these movies, the, uh, final girls are like cool and they fuck because usually in horror movies, it's like the virginal characters, the final girls in these movies fuck. Oh yeah, for sure. I I was going to say, I was going to definitely bring that up with the next one, especially because spoiler alert, if you haven't seen these, the more like. I mean, obviously, both of the sisters are virgins, but the, like, more goody two-shoe one is the one who dies. Oh, and no, I think Ziggy's like, fucked. I don't know. That kiss seemed very delicate and, like, it was a first for her. You can fuck before having your first kiss. <laughs> I mean, anyway. So, we also get a lot of David Bowie references because the dog's name is Major Tom and then Ziggy is Sadie Sink's name. Also, I think Sadie Sink did the best acting performance in this entire franchise. I would have watched three movies all about her. What about her performance? Oh, man, I cannot wait to talk about the next movie. Okay, we're still in this one. I know, but Um, I'm really excited to talk about the next one. So, yeah, obviously they are paying homage to not only Friday the 13th, but other um, movies around this time. It gives me uh, fucking Sleepaway Camp vibes. Yeah, I was going to say that. So, like, um, uh, that character... Oh, I th- I, uh, her name's Sheila. That girl that's like the real bitch to Ziggy. Yeah, yeah. And like mm-hmm. literally, 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 literally tries murdering her in the very beginning. Well, and just having like the younger kids in it was a little bit more sleepaway camp than Friday well, the but 13th. The Friday the 13th is usually, I mean, obviously it's like, it's strayed, but like the original ones were usually always the counselors before the campers got there dying. Right. Yeah, no. But I was just going to say, do you remember Judy from Sleepaway Camp? And they both, like, meet meet their demise in the bathroom, but not really, because we don't know what happens to Sheila. Oh, yeah. That is a weird plot hole it's for gaping. me. Like, Sheila gets knocked out by Sadie Sink in the bathroom in that scene, and then Tommy comes in, and he just either doesn't notice her to kill her, kills her off screen without us knowing at all, or, like, we don't know. Because she would also technically be a survivor of that. Like, are we to believe that he either went back and killed her or that, like, Sadie punched her so hard that she died? Well, he wouldn't kill her because she is from Sunnyvale. Well, some Sunnydale people die. I know. That's what a plot hole for me. Yeah, they didn't really keep with their... That's... Okay, so 
and I'll get to it more in 66, but I will say that there's a lot of setups in these movies that I don't feel are followed through with great. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, what's your example? Or, like, what did you feel? The two things I just said, but then, like, just 60, I mean, I, I'll get to it more when we get there, but 66 in general was just tonally it didn't even go with the rest of the movies. It just kind of, to me, seems like the creator really liked the movie The Witch. And, yeah. like, they could have easily done some of that with flashbacks. But without the, like, nostalgia of, like, the music and, like, just, like, the time period, it I was very bored. And like, it's Wait, not are we on the third one now? Uh, well, because I was going to say that I thought it was interesting that um, just, like, in sort of that vein of like camp movies like shady side and sunnyvale like in this they go to the same camp and clearly it works for like this movie but like in any other camp movie like the rich kids would have like their own camp and then like the shady like side kids would have like their own shitty camp you know what i'm saying and mm. then like in the end like they would come together but, like, for some reason, they put them together. And maybe they didn't want to make two well, there's camps. there's not usually, like, multiple camps in, like, a yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. In um, Heavyweights, there's the rich kid camp, and then there's the fat camp. Yeah, that would never happen in real life. <laughs> well, no, neither would any of this. But, but like, it, it, talking about camp scenarios, like, I think it makes sense that they're, like, together. Because the it, it'd be, like, uh, you know, all the people in our surrounding areas by where we grew up would probably all go to No, I agree that it makes more sense in reality. I'm just saying in movie sense, they usually really, really try to drive that, like, home the fact that, like, these kids are pieces of yeah. shit poor. <laughs> like, that's their them talking, not me. I think they're great. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. I also thought it was really unrealistic that there would be a bug um, cabin, but it made sense for the story because of what happens. But I was like, in what camp is there a bug cabin? Like, that yeah, is absolutely I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that I only stayed at camp for like 18 hours, but I know that etymology isn't usually something that one can do mm -hmm. at camp. It'd be really interesting. Like, but maybe not. No, it was so, so much. So, yeah, let's get It'd be like, just go outside and fucking look at the bugs. Yeah, you would just go outside. You wouldn't go into a building to look at bugs when you're yeah, at a That's, like, the camp. whole point of camp. And it's the whole point. So, 1666. Yeah, we're moving on. I, I uh, honestly can't complain whether or not they played music of this time period or not. <laughs> well, okay, fair, but... Um, another thing that I found out is that there is actually a town called Shadyside, and it's in Ohio. Um, That's but like, cool, but in, in 1666, there was no Ohio. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, there's no, there are no European settlers in the area until 1879, and Ohio itself was not settled by Europeans until after the American Revolution, and there yeah. weren't any, never there were any only in the States. Every person I have told... Uh, you were not one of them, but I told two different people. I told I was like, in, yeah, in 1666 there wasn't Ohio, and then someone was like, um, what's his face? Or like, I don't know. It was stupid. But any whoozle, yeah, no, it wouldn't have been a thing. It wouldn't have been a thing. So they, I don't know why they had to put it in Ohio. Don't yeah, it's like put it in goddamn, you know, one I mean, of the thirteen goddamn like original colonies, Massachusetts. But also, it would have just made more fucking sense. 
you you had 13 colonies to choose from. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So also so, also So basically what I was saying about like how I just don't feel like this totally landed for me is just cuz it tonally felt so different from the other movies. And then also I felt like they went a little too, like, in the trying to, like, be in the same route of American Horror Story with using the same actors for different roles. But, like... I have a theory It on really that, did not work for me. Okay, well, let me see if this changes your mind. Because when I thought of this, I was like, holy fuck. So I was thinking, and I... Because, like, when you see... So at the very end of, like, the uh, second movie, Dina, like falls into like what is basically like a fucking pensive from Harry Potter. Oh and yeah, she it also turns looks like in the, thing, um, the cabin in the woods. Too. Yeah, and she kind of turns into Sarah Fear. So because there's like this other girl oh, who is Sarah that, Fear. That, that. I was thinking of something else. And so what I think what happened is that she some Dina like either like had like a dream or something and. Like, Sarah was, like, showing her this vision, and so it, like, transported her to that point in time where Seraphir was killed, and she was experiencing it as Seraphir. And because, like, she's in a dream state, that would explain why all of the people in the other movies that she knows about would be the village people, and it would explain, like, why her brother is still her brother, and it would also explain why their accents maybe are so bad because <laughs> their accents are yeah. so fucking bad but no holly that does actually make a lot of sense and i because feel like they could have somehow made that make more sense like maybe she gets hit and passes out or it's like gets electrocuted of, but yeah the way they yeah. did it was so random and just kind of like i get it they were trying to make a really dynamic like switch between the two and like I mean, I was literally saying this when watching a movie yesterday because it it was doing that movie trope of someone crying into the mirror, which never fucking happens. But movies love to do reflection shots because it looks great, but it's just kind of like sometimes it is a flop. Yeah, it falls a little short. But yeah, I think that that had they like made that more known, then I think that it makes it better because I do agree with you that like putting all of those characters and trying to do kind of like an American horror story vibe doesn't work. But I think looking at it from this, like from the perspective that um, Dina, like Sarah fear basically like put Dina into that place. Cause like, even like the character Thomas is still named Thomas. They all have other names, but Thomas is is still Thomas. Also makes sense though. Is like, if, if it was her, like, pulling people from her own subconscious, she wouldn't have pulled young Ziggy and Cindy. She would have probably pulled older Ziggy and, like, other people that she knows because, like, she didn't know them and she didn't know Tommy. Like, she obviously, like, knows of them via a story, but she doesn't know of them via what they look like. And in the same, like, argument, then why wasn't Alice in it? Because Alice was my fucking favorite character. So when she wasn't in it, I was kind of like, okay. I mean, like, obviously it wasn't, like perfect and i don't even know if like that's i mean that's kind of what it makes it seem like it's supposed to be because it seems like like when dina comes out of it and they come back to 1994 which i was so happy i uh i didn't like it i only thought it was cool once i thought that maybe that Honestly, was like the reason i just don't think that they had a 
thought out enough plan for 66. I think they just thought it would sound, maybe they just thought 666 was cool. I don't know why they had to go with. It was boring. It didn't, I mean, like, yeah, it kind of explained things, but like only barely and like, again, could have been done through flashbacks. Someone said frigid bitch. Someone said frigid bitch. You know what that, no one said frigid bitch, but if. It, it was Dina's dream, then it would make sense that people would talk that way. Yeah. So. There's a lot of, like, if, ands, or buts that, um... But she wasn't even a witch. She's a witch, man. No, she wasn't a witch. Oh, right, yeah. They no, just killed no, her. No one ever was. Or, like, she, she never maybe was a witch. they were. I don't know. No, but, like, she wasn't was a witch. the way that people thought. No, the goods made, like, a Faustian deal with the devil, and so, and he picked Sarah to kill... Yeah. Because she, like, wronged him or whatever. Um, And what else was I going to say? I liked, like, the whole, like, tying it up with the whole, like, the Nick Good of it all. And I just especially really liked the kid who played him in 78. Him and Sadie together was, loved that. I also, and this is, again, just totally opinion-based, but, like, I kind of wish Sadie would have played... Um, Dina's Dina. character, yeah. Just because the actress who played Dina, it's just like I don't know. I there was something that I just didn't like absolutely believe, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. But all of well, not all of, but like her and Sam were both just like so, like Eeyore, which I get, but like they were just very like toned down characters that didn't have a ton going on and even like the reason that she was so mad at her was like really stupid it's like girl you can't be mad that your friend has to move that is not her choice she is a minor she has to go where her parents move yeah you have to, people have to move with their mom and dad they can't just stay there where yeah, is she gonna it was live a little toxic on dina's part and yeah. i just didn't really love the character of dina or sam enough for them to be the real power behind the oh, whole franchise i felt but, like I loved Ziggy and Cindy so much, so I almost wish that they would have been the more in-the-movie duo, because I think they had such good chemistry, and they were so good. I loved, I just loved them. I, um, I felt really old when I was watching the first one, and Sam, and that boy, I can't remember his name, but they're, like, making out, and he, like, grabs her butt, and I'm like, I shouldn't be watching young people making out like this. And grabbing each other's butts. And grabbing each other's butts. I'm like, I feel like, I'm like, this is, no. Come on, guys. Luckily, the actors, I believe, are all over the age of 18. Yeah, I think they're all, they're all really old. The kids from Stranger Things are, like, in their goddamn 20s. Oh, back to Stranger Things. She must have been like, hey, honey, so, like, that mall scene, I want to do one, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, my. We're talking references, like. It's. I mean, it's very similar. Like it, like, like visually, color wise. But I can also wise. see. But like, because I mean, Stranger Things did it because obviously malls were a huge thing in the eighties, and there are some pretty good horror movies. Honestly, the only one I can think of is Chopping Mall, but that movie is fucking perfect. And so I feel like they're like whenever. Whenever these two times when Stranger Things and when the Fear Street movies did it, I feel like it's kind of like a homage to that, even though theirs are obviously way better because Chopping Mall was not a great movie. But uh, no. um, I just I don't know. The 
uh, I don't know. And Shopping there... Mall was 80s also, right? Shopping Mall was 80s, yup. Uh, has... What I will say about all of these movies as a whole is if you don't go into it wanting to absolutely pick it apart, because obviously we have a podcast, so we're talking about it, we're picking it apart, because otherwise, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Besides a retelling of what you could watch. Right. But if, you're, if you are if you go into it and you don't have that mindset, and you're someone who loves horror movies, and you specifically love older horror movies, but you also like like really gory, like, current movies and like i think you'll you would really enjoy it because oh yeah they're good alone makes me like i will rewatch these they're really they're really good they're very good well and they did it better if they had taken uh the dialogue from a fear street book it would have been uh absolute garbage because they're like kind (laughs) of hokey the books Uh, shout out shout out to what holly heard the book where a girl named Holly hears something and then gets murdered with her turquoise scarf. So anyways, do we want to move on to the ranking portion of these? I mean, I don't think it's going to take very long for me, but let's do it. Okay, you want me to go first? Sure, we sure just go for okay. it. So, I I think it's no surprise that 66 was my least favorite. I just don't think it fit in with the rest of the movies. I liked part two, and so I'm glad that the whole movie was not just 66. So I do appreciate that they gave us, like, a full wrap-up. And I do think the wrap-up was actually good at the end as well. Though I will say I would have loved to have seen more from some of the really scary fucking killers that we only see, like, glimpses of. Like, the kid who, like, stabbed his family in that scary-ass mask, like... He's scary as fuck. But, yeah, um, a lot of masks yeah. in these movies. So could have had more of that. But yeah, so that's 66. So runner up to that would be uh, 94. Again, I just didn't feel like the characters of Dina and Sam were strong enough. And I also felt like the two like stoner kids were a little too like like in your face about it kind of well the character thing. simon was very obnoxious <laughs> yeah i did not like him at all um not even for comedy's sake because we didn't really need it um but i do i, I just think like commentary. visually and again nostalgically 94 because i mean i only have lived in the 90s of all of these timelines so to me it definitely felt really nostalgic and i especially really liked the beginning and I liked some of the things that they did. I liked the gore that they did. Um, and then coming in at number one would be 78. I This is the only one that I have so far rewatched. And I've rewatched it three times. And I... Three think, times? Well, I watched oh. it the first time by myself. Or not, uh, sorry, okay. I watched it the first time with Maria. Okay. Then I watched it with you. Then I put it on to take a nap. And I couldn't stop watching because it's so good. And I just really think the characters in this did it for me because even like some of the like side characters that we didn't see a lot of, like the really hippy dippy girl, like I loved her. Like I thought she was great. I wish we would have gotten more of her. I liked, I liked her. One kind I... of goofy like counselor, the one who's like trying to help pull them up in the bucket and then gets his head cut off. I really liked that was very Ken. Goonies. Very Goonies. Um, yeah, I liked, I loved Alice. Her boyfriend was fine. I mean, he dies early, so it's fine. I didn't love him as much. Loved Alice so much. I really liked the sisters. Um, I mean, it was, in my opinion, the most brutal because, like, we saw children being murdered. 
and you know that's a lot and it was also definitely the most sexual like it was just the most like in your face like we're doing this like this is fear street bitch and i honestly think they could have just put out fear street 78 and people would have really liked it and if they had like done it somehow a little bit different of a story i think it would have been a great standalone film yeah i don't necessarily think it needed to be three movies yeah. I mean, I liked 94. I mean, my, I mean, uh, mine is, my, li- my ranking is the same as yours, obviously. Because, okay, I mean, <laughs> the third one was really bad. The first one was pretty good. And the second one was pretty, it was good. <laughs> they were all totally watchable. Like, I've seen plenty of horror movies that are not watchable. And, like, even though I, like, I go through the whole motions of watching the entire movie, I'm like, I will never watch this again. All of these movies, like, if, you know, someone really wanted to watch them who had never seen them that I was hanging out with, I would totally rewatch them with them. I probably wouldn't rewatch 94 or 66 alone, but, like... I really I liked 94, actually. I think it's kind of a tie. I don't know. I really liked 78. There is something about night. Maybe I like ninety four better. All right, go off. <laughs> maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just over the whole camp thing. Like I love well, it for yeah, what it is. A lot of people feel that way. But I'm kind of over that. And because like American Horror Story tried doing it, and I didn't even finish that season. I couldn't. That was the first American Horror Story season I couldn't watch. Did it? Was just, and I it was truly don't care. Um, can't wait for um, the Monica Lewinsky thing, though. Um, oh, my God. However, I do think I liked. So, yeah, I think I may have. I, I, I had fun. I, I felt fun watching the first one. I had a lot of fun watching it. And you know what? Fuck it. I kind of liked Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I am yeah, Simon. I am Simon. I would have jerked off. Like- by myself. As much as I gave it shit, I there's parts of 66 that I do really like. Again, things that weren't realistic. I don't think the townspeople, specifically, like, the pastor's daughter is going to just be, like, tripping balls, like, out in the open. Like, no. I don't think that's super realistic. I hate it. Times. No. That part was so fucking stupid. They should have literally just done, like, they should have done, like, the 50s. Drinking. Literally, they could have just drank because kids were oh, definitely drinking. Yeah, you know what people weren't doing in the 1600s? Dropping acid. Hallucinogenics, really, in general. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Oh, all right, man. well, again, we're also, like, we're definitely a little late on these We've had some technical issues. We've had some heat issues. Um, but these movies did all come out in July, which I thought was... A lot of people are like, why didn't they come out in October? And it's like, dude, it's summery. Like, we love a horror, a summery Blockbusters. People- Summer. Hey, y'all. Jaws. That's all I'm going to say. And also, they're not, not going to be... Com- they're not competing against all of the Why other would they want to compete against content. Halloween? <laughs> yeah, they want to compete against all the horror content that's going to come out. Um, again... Just another side note, um, uh, Mike Flanagan is coming out with a new show on Netflix um, that's not, like, affiliated at all with Hill House or any of that. It's, like, a new, different thing, and I'm very excited for it. It looks really cool. The lighting that Morgan is in right now is very much the end of the third Fear Street movie. You literally look like you are at that mall. I know. I look cool. I'm also wearing my Friday the 13th t-shirt. Oh, another big thing 
plot hole, if if we can still talk about these movies for a second, is uh, the whole blood thing. Like, it, so yeah. if you have the blood of, like, the person who's, like, basically it, like, they get tagged, basically, and if they have, you have their blood on you, like, the killers come after you, but it is not consistent whatsoever. No. And also, like, why is no one wiping their nose? Like, if your nose bleeds, you're gonna go like this and wipe. At least probably once or every couple, you know, you're gonna wipe your goddamn face. No one's just letting blood crust well, up Well, it doesn't work for a for movie funsies. because they would fuck up the blood capsule. <laughs> Ugh. And their anyway. makeup. It doesn't work for a movie. It looks... It's, people in movies, like, this, when people... Whenever in horror movies, like, someone's nose starts bleeding, it's always like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, never... Like, oh, no, <laughs> something's close. Something bad is happening. Like, it's like, never it's just, just, like... dry. <laughs> exactly. Or you're in an elevated location. Right. Like, maybe it's just, like, the dry season. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe you picked it too hard. I don't know. But, um... Oh, God. What do you really really look into these movies you're going to find plot holes issues whatever yeah don't but start it, pulling threads if you go into them literally just to have a good time and like watch them with friends like it, they're very enjoyable and i'm happy morgan and i watched they, the second one together yeah i'm happy they exist in the netfer the <laughs> netflix universe netfer Netford, do you I need to? Know. I'm the one who's sitting in our 90 degree attic, <laughs> and Morgan's saying Netford. Well, anyways, this was a fun episode. If the sound is not the best, that's because we are chaotic fire signs who are trying to figure this shit out for you guys, those of you who are still listening. Plus, isn't something up with the moon? There's, like, something going on with the moon right now that's, like, fucking everything Oh, it's everything the Lionsgate yeah? thing. Yeah, and honestly, dude, like, I'm not gonna, like, say anything but like Lionsgate it has happened to people that I know and I have been very fortunate to only feel it emotionally but like it's it's not a joke <laughs> nope alright so that has been our episode we can't wait to talk to you guys next about our next thing whatever it is <laughs> yeah <laughs>